Hey guys, I'm Adrian, and this is the Living Filled Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to love life after it's broken apart. after it's broken your heart. Okay, to start with, I'm going to open with a poem. This is a poem called The Thing Is by Ellen Bass. To love life, to love it even when you have no stomach for it and everything you've held dear crumbles like burnt paper in your hands, your throat filled with the silt of it. When grief sits with you, its tropical heat thickening the air, heavy as water, more fit for gills than lungs, When grief weighs you down like your own flesh, only more of it, in obesity of grief, you think, how can a body withstand this? Then you hold life like a face between your palms. A plain face, no charming smile, no violet eyes, and you say, yes, I will take you. I will love you again. All right, guys, welcome to this episode of Living Filled. I am currently dog-sitting. And right as I started recording, the dogs started barking their heads off. I think they knew that I was recording a podcast episode, and they were like, we just want to see how bad we can be (laughs) to get attention. So if you hear dogs barking in the background, it is just the dogs that I'm dog-sitting. I promise no dogs were harmed in the making of this podcast. The dogs are fine. They're just being a mess. Um, Yeah, so that's that. So to start with, um, I wanted to open with that poem because I think it's really good and I'm going to reference back to it, but I want to talk about how to love life after it's broken your heart. I know that life has broken your heart in one way or another, maybe in multiple ways. And life was not meant to be this way. Our hearts were not meant to be broken. Our hearts were meant to be whole. And so when something is broken, we realize it's going against nature. Life was not supposed to be this way. And as a Christian, I have to argue for the existence of God and the existence of perfection in the beginning of time before sin entered the world and before man became depraved apart from God. Um, this is, there, was a, there was a way of life that life was supposed to go, and it was not supposed to involve heartbreak. But we live in a fallen world, and as a believer, I hold to the belief that the world has fallen, man is depraved, and apart from God, there's no hope for us, but we have God, and he is the way for us to have that perfection restored uh, one day in heaven, but a taste of that here on earth if we put our faith and trust in Christ and um, surrender our lives to him, which then causes us to live life differently. So yeah, life was not meant to be this way. Our hearts were not meant to be broken. And when this happens and life breaks our heart, we realize, okay, this is going against nature. And you may hear the title of the episode of How to Love Life After It's Broken Your Heart and think, but life has broken my heart multiple times. It's done that to me multiple times. And you know what, guys? I'm in the same boat as you. Life has broken my heart in so many different ways over these short 23 years. And some of the ways have been breakups, and then other ways have been just disappointing seasons of life, health problems, mental health struggles, um, just overwhelm. Oh my gosh, overwhelm. I just recently failed two of my college classes, and that broke my heart. (laughs) And I mean, that sounds cheesy, but it broke my heart. I'm not going to get to graduate in time like I had planned. 
Um, so life has broken my heart in multiple different ways, and I'm sure you have experienced the same thing. It is not always relationships. It is not always breakups. It is that, but it's so much more. And so this episode is about so much more than just breakups. Yeah, this could apply to breakups, but this could apply to health struggles, financial struggles, seasons of life where you just, it didn't turn out how you thought it would turn out. I have friends struggling with infertility. I've had friends who had miscarriages and stillborn babies and life is disappointing. Life breaks our heart in multiple different ways. And it's not just breakups and relationships ending, even though, you know, breakups suck and they're terrible. And that is one way. There are all these other ways too. And so today I'm going to talk about the why, the how, the now, and the future. Um, lost my place for a second. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, I am so passionate about loving life. I am passionate over my belief that life is beautiful, and I am absolutely on fire for getting every beautiful moment out of life that I can, that we can. And so even um, the simple joys, as the poem says, are great, huge, powerful ways of how we can enjoy life when it's broken our heart. Like the poem talks about taking life as a plain face, holding it in your, your hands. Like life is sometimes plain and there is beauty in the plainness and that can heal our hearts away from the big dramatic parts of life. Like there's dramatic good and the highs are awesome and there are dramatic lows and they suck and they are what breaks our heart. But um, there are also just plain everyday moments that are so magical and so beautiful. And if we can just accept the plain and start small, we're able to rebuild small. And then eventually that turns big. Um, and that leads to the bigger butterflies and the firework moments when you're deeply in love again. And I don't just mean deeply in love in relationships. Like It's just awesome to fall deeply in love with life. And I'm sure you've had those moments. Um, when you're dating someone or you're getting engaged or getting married, of course, you're feeling those butterflies and those firework moments and you're in love with life. Like you're in love with the person and you're in love with life itself because life just seems so amazing during those seasons. But I also believe that outside of relationships, when we're single or when we're in steady, consistent relationships, like we are able to find life itself as a thing that we can fall in love with. And that is what heals our broken hearts. Life breaks our hearts, but it also pieces them back together again and we fall in love with it. So man, life is crazy, but life, here we go. It breaks our hearts, but it puts them back together. So lately I've been asking the question, but why to a lot of things? Just trying to dig in deeper and prove the why behind everything I believe. Um, like why do I believe that abortion is wrong? Why do I believe that sex is intended for marriage? Why do I believe this? Why do I believe that? Like, I know what I believe, but I don't always have the reasons for it or know them super well. And so lately I've just been digging into the why. I want to be able to give a good answer for the hope that is within me and the beliefs that I believe. <laughs> because if I don't have a good foundation for them to stand on, I shouldn't hold them, you know? And so here in this episode, I want to ask the but why questions about a couple of things. And not just settle for a surface level answer. Because those of you who are listening, if you're in heartbreak right now or you've been through a season of heartbreak, you want to know the deeper answers. You don't want a surface level answer. You don't want me to tell you just pray about it or quote some little scripture verse to you, even though scripture is so powerful and so good. You want to get, you know, deeper than the surface. And you, um, you want to ask the but why questions and really like flush this out. 
And so, um, you know, I don't want to just believe something because I feel that way. I want to have substantial evidence and a foundation for that belief. Um, so we're going to get into some of the but whys. But why are we able to love life again when it's broken our heart? But why did our hearts even break in the first place? But why is life this way? And why couldn't it have been different? You know, so many but whys that we can answer. So let's dig in deep. Let's answer these today. My goal with this episode is to articulate why and how that we can love life again and give us some perspective on the beauty of life itself, heartbreak and heartbreak aside. So why? Why? (laughs) I've said that a million times just in the last minute, but why? Heartbreak sucks, but I'm going to argue the point that it makes us stronger. I know that experiencing heartbreak means that our hearts get to experience the miracle of beginning again after life lets us down. And often, beginning again can be better than life before it broke our hearts. And it's hard to believe that when you're in the middle of heartbreak and you're grieving something that you've lost in an old season, but it's totally possible. New starts are way more exciting than old endings. And so if you're in a desperate season right now, you're struggling with your mental health, you're struggling with a relationship that you lost, you're struggling with something that you're grieving in life right now, something that has broken your heart, life has just beat you up, life has beat you down, life has broken your heart, I just want you to know you have new starts ahead of you. You have new starts ahead of you. And I'm preaching this to myself just as much as to you guys because I'm going to listen back on this episode and this is kind of a, a voice memo to myself, I guess you could say, that I can listen to when life gets hard again for me because when life gets hard for me, I focus on all the negatives and I feel helpless and I just can't see a bright future. But new starts are way more exciting than old endings. And I'm sure you remember that when you started something that broke your heart. Maybe it was a relationship. Maybe it was a fresh season, a season you thought was going to end differently, some season of life. And the fresh start was so exciting and exhilarating. And it was this high that you were riding. And then it came crashing down. But I'm going to argue that you can get that again. You can have a fresh start in whatever life has for you. You know, life has broken your heart, but life also has good things to offer you. Life does not just have these heartbreaks to offer you and these things to take from you. Life also has things to give to you. So yeah, I'm sure you remember how exciting that feeling was when you started something new. Well, you can get it back. And how? How are you going to do that? Well, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) So cheesy. Um, One way that you can get back that spark that life has taken away from you and it broke your heart is to welcome new joys and embrace the old ones that still exist. You need to embrace change if you want to have these fresh starts, but that's totally possible. Um, The new joys and the reasons why life is so enjoyable, they will come to you. They will come to you as you sit there and contemplate the season that you've come out of and as you enter into the new season And the reasons why the old season wasn't good for you is going to come to you. Life breaks our hearts, but we can find purpose in it. We can find purpose in the pain. And as you embrace new joys, you will be able to see the reasons why the heartbreak happened. And that will help you be able to move on and embrace the new things even more, you know. So I think a really good way to do that is to sit and contemplate on the days where you're clear-headed. 
And I say that with a purpose because I often struggle with overwhelm and I can get really foggy headed and struggle to think clearly. Like there are times I can't even comprehend sentences. Like I can't even text my best friends because I can't form together sentences. I'm just struggling. I am flailing about. Um, so I know what it's like to just have like a super cloudy head. Your head is just thick and you have this brain fog and you can't focus. So I'm saying this to you for a reason um, that you need to sit and contemplate on the days that you're clear headed. On the days that you're not, you need to focus on solving the problem, doing what you can to get yourself in a better headspace, taking care of yourself, um, and just kind of slowing down your thoughts. And then on the great days where you're riding that high and you're happy and you're in a good, steady, stable headspace um, and you feel clear headed. I think that's when you sit and you contemplate why um, why your heartbreak happened and how you can move on. Because we're in the how section now. And so when you're clear-headed, think about how you can move on and maybe write those things down or do something that helps you not forget them. Because then when you get cloudy-headed again, you're going to want to remember how. Um, and so I would say do whatever it takes to clear your head. Step back from social media for a time if you need to. Go to the gym. That's a huge one. Seriously, guys, I am preaching to myself, but also to you guys. Like, the gym clears your head. It clears your head. I have never been more clear-headed than when I've been going to the gym every single day. So if you need to clear your head and your head's all foggy and cloudy and thick and you just feel super overwhelmed and brain fog and all of that, go to the gym. Move your body. Um, walks are really great. Stepping away from technology is awesome. You can go camping, get in nature. Sunshine is really huge. I just um, have been listening to the Huberman Lab podcast, and there's one on mental health that I would totally recommend. It's really, really good. And one of the things he talks about is how important sunlight is every day for your mental health and your moods. And if you want your moods to be happy and high and good um, and stable, then you need to get sunlight every day. He talks about how the photons are good for your eyes, and that is above my pay grade. I don't understand that kind of stuff. <laughs> but um, that's all I can tell you guys is that the photons are good for your eyes. So listen to the Huberman Lab podcast and take it from me that um, sunlight is good for your eyes, which is good for your brain and your moods. Um, so yeah, do whatever it takes to clear your head. Hang out with friends with no agenda or productivity, but just to embrace and enjoy life. Take up hobbies, embrace ones that you've always loved, that make up who you are, or start new hobbies. And just get in those things to clear your head. And then sit back and think about life. And think about the why of what happened and the how of moving on. So we have now reached the now part, the action steps. So kind of going along with what I just said, um, start a new hobby. Start a new hobby with a friend. If life has broken your heart and you're all down and out about it, go start a hobby to take your mind off of it. You don't always have to sit around and think about it. Like I said, on the days you're clear-headed, that's awesome. When you are, you should sit and think about it and you can learn from it. You can process it. You can journal it. You can find all these ways to unpack what you've gone through and how you can move on. But sometimes you just... Oh my gosh, I'm kind of freaked out because <laughs> I'm dog sitting and I'm by myself in this massive house and I just heard footsteps downstairs. It sounded like someone literally stomping. Um, 
there's like a lot of thuds and noises down there. <laughs> Sorry, this is a terrible time to record a podcast, but this is real and raw and unfiltered, and I'm not going to cut this out. I'm just going to share it with you guys. Um, oh, there's so much thudding going on right now downstairs. I'm really freaking out, but I think it's just the dogs. There's two dogs here that I'm dog sitting, so. Ugh. Anyways, I lost my train of thought. I don't know what I was saying, but I think I was talking about hobbies, start a hobby with a friend, um, do things that um, just don't involve you processing life because sometimes you just need to clear your head or you need to just start a new season. If life has broken your heart, it probably means that something ended or something disappointed you. So do something that's not going to disappoint you. Do something that's a new beginning and not an ending. Um You could host a dinner at your house and tell your friends to bring their friends if you want to meet new people, because I think meeting new people is a good way to have a fresh start um, just in life um, and incorporate new things into your life. So literally host a dinner at your house and tell your friends to bring their friends, or host a game night at your house and tell your friends to bring their friends, or host a football game at your house and tell your friends to bring their friends, or host a sport at your house and... Go play a sport in the backyard and tell your friends to bring their friends. Um, That is honestly such a thing. Like, I'm not even kidding. Tell your friends to bring their friends. Like, it's something you can do. And then you meet new people. And it's a way to connect with new people. And it's so fun. Um, I am not in a season of heartbreak right now. Life has not broken my heart recently. Um, And... (laughs) I am kind of in a rebuilding season and like a happy, the fresh start season, the new start kind of season. Um, And so what I'm doing is like getting together with people and telling them to bring their friends and um, going out with new groups of people that I've met who've invited me to stuff and just like actually doing it, actually showing up, actually going with them and introducing myself to people. Um, I'm organizing a volleyball game two weeks from today. My birthday is in two weeks from today. And I'm hosting a volleyball game at a, a park, and I'm telling people to bring their friends. And so I'm going to get to meet new people, and I'm going to get to see my people, my friends that are already going to be there because I invited them. And so I'm just, like, starting something new and branching out, and that's filling my void where, in the past, life had broken my heart, and I didn't have these things to look forward to. But now I have these things to look forward to. Um, and my friend Annie messaged the podcast account on Instagram and shared a bunch of her thoughts about how to move on when life has broken your heart, how to love life again when it's broken your heart. And um, some of her thoughts were doing things that make you happy in order to get through seasons where your heart hurts. She talked about, you know, whatever it is that makes you happy, do something that will put a smile on your face. She also advocated for community. She said, have people that you can talk about anything with. And literally do that. Like, talk with your people about anything. Uh, Have just two to five people who know everything about the season of heartbreak and disappointment that you're in. Everyone doesn't have to know, but just those few people. And I practice that. You guys have heard me talk about this in multiple episodes, that I'm not going to put all my crap out here on the podcast. I really wanted to say a different word, but I decided to uh, keep it clean. (laughs) But, um, yeah. I'm not going to put all my crap out here, but I struggle. Like, I, I, to sum it up in the best way I guess I can sum it up vaguely, is I struggle with overwhelm, um, which just affects my mental health. I get super overwhelmed, and there's, like, just a lot to that um, where I just struggle to function when I get super overwhelmed, or I'm, like, high-functioning anxiety. I'm either, like, 
like low functioning anxiety where I can't function or I'm like high functioning anxiety where I'm like going about my day to everybody else I may look like I'm thriving like I'm doing great but deep down I'm really struggling and so the depths of that are what my best friends know and I would say that's probably like five people and I'm really grateful for those people. I've given them shout outs on here before, so I don't have to give them shout outs again, but you know who you are. And for those people in my life, I'm just so grateful that I can send you voice memos and tell you how I'm actually doing. And um, for those of you who don't have friends like that in your life, I want to tell you that there are people around you that can be that kind of friend to you. You're just going to have to open up to them. If you want to have someone that you can share that stuff with just, you know, the two to five people and you don't have those two to five people yet, you got to start somewhere. You got to open up to somebody and that's how they become your two to five people. You know, that's how you get one of your two to five people and then you go on from there to develop the others. But um, I loved what Annie said about, you know, have two to five people who know everything about what you're going through and the world doesn't have to know, but just those people. Another thing she recommended was, Writing sticky notes of good things that come up in your life when you're going through a season of heartbreak, whether it is something that a pastor said, something a friend said, something God put in your brain, like just things that come into your brain that are good and healthy and put a smile on your face and encourage you to keep going. Like, Write that down on a sticky note, put it on your mirror, put it around your room, put it on your refrigerator, put it somewhere in your car, Like, put it in front of you so that you can remember that and be encouraged by that. So... I've done the why, the how, and the now. Now I'm going to talk about the future. So after life has broken our hearts, I think the best part that comes after that is that time where we just wake up and we have hope and something has changed. We wake up, and I'm not saying this comes to you first thing in the morning, but I'm saying like you have this wake up, you have this shift that happens in you at some point after you've um, had this heartbreak or this disappointment in life. At sometime after your life has broken your heart, you just have this shift and um, you wake up with hope or you just, like your soul wakes up. Again, it doesn't have to be first thing in the morning, like you get out of bed and like, wow, something changed overnight. But you do have this overnight shift at some point in your life and it just wakes you up and is like, you have hope, you can envision the future. Um, there's a really good podcast called Prologues with Mary Skinner, and I really, really enjoy that. Um, she has a great podcast. Anyways, there's this one episode where she was talking about struggling with her mental health, and she went through a really, really extremely dark season. And she said then one day something shifted, and she woke up and she could see a future. She could actually see herself living out a future, and she could see it being good. Um, and I just think that's so powerful Like when that shift happens in us, and it will if life has broken your heart, like, you will learn to love life again, even if you hate life right now. Like, some of you may be listening, and you hate life right now, and you're not encouraged, and you're like, does it get better? Does it ever get better? It does. I promise you guys, like, there is going to be a time where something shifts in your brain, and you can envision a good future, and a future that you're excited about, something that you're looking forward to, um, and that just changes everything when you've been stuck dreading the future. So I really believe that shift can happen for all of you who are in that place where life has broken your heart and you haven't fully healed yet. There is so much to look forward to and one day it's going to happen for you. And that could be tomorrow. It could be a week from now. Hold out for it because it's going to happen. Um, and I think that's about all I have to say tonight. I am really happy with how this went. I had my notes in front of me, 
but I uh, hadn't really looked at them before this. I kind of just just strung them all together and then somehow strung all these thoughts together. And I feel really pleased with how it turned out. I feel really, really um, pleased with this. And I just thank you guys for listening. Thanks for supporting the podcast. I will talk to you guys later.